Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Akiota Koto Peter here. Before we kick off this corridor with Tipene, I just wanted to say that if we're still in lockdown, I hope you are healthy, safe, and happy. Uh, lockdown looks different for all of us. For some of us, the biggest impact is that it means we're getting through our Netflix recommendations a bit quicker. Uh, for others of us, it means that we're lonely, missing whānau and friends, and don't know how to cope with that sudden lack of contact. Uh, for some of us, it's about trying to juggle any number of children uh, while working, maybe as a solo parent or alongside another parent. And for some of us, we're not even able to work and therefore we can't pay the bills because of the lockdown. But Hewaka Ekenor, we're all in this together and the one thing that we all need uh, is a bit of kindness and aroha. So please remember to give that when you can. Uh, give it to others, give it to yourself. Uh, if you need something, reach out, call a neighbour, talk to your whānau, uh, call me if you need to. Uh, and that's part of being kind to yourself, giving yourself permission to ask for help. Uh, because this is one of those times in our lives when we don't only need to be focused on helping ourselves, but be focused on working together as a society. It's one of those times when kotahitanga, or togetherness, matters even more than ever. So please think about your neighbours, think about our old people, and think about yourself too, and what you can do to help. Hiwaka ekeno, we're all in this together, and we'll get through it by working together. Kia kaha, kia maia, kia mana winui. be strong, be brave, be steadfast. Kia ora. Well, you know, that feeling, bro, you know, when you hear a mean track, like, when I hear, you know, even still now, I won't deny it, I'm a straight rider, you don't want it, and, and, you know, just like, and I'm like, wow, that just sounds tough, you know, you're just like, that just makes you feel powerful, like, when you hear that, and, you know, I want to be, I'm a rider, you know, shit, you know, I'm a, yeah, man, wow, bro, you can't, you can't mess with me, man, shit. You know, but just just the feeling it gave you, that power, feeling of power, that feeling of like I'm owning my own life, I'm moving forward, I'm leading in my own way. That's the feeling that I was so drawn to with gangster music was the way it made me feel. That's the cool thing about being a Māori artist to show me that that was possible. <laughs> <laughs> Hina koutou, no mai hare mai kite, paperback gorillas, the podcast for mana enhancing kōrero that we think is. What is a paperback gorilla? Yeah. Paperback gorilla is somebody who reads books and uses the information and that knowledge uh, to make change happen. In this kōrero, I sit down with Tipine Hama, uh, a rapper from Hastings. We talk about his new album Heritage Trail and how it's tūpuna driven. We spend the first little bit geeking out about Aotearoa hip-hop and then we get into some of our standard fear of kai. Uh, we talk about how Tipine got to the position in life where he is doing the mahi that he loves and thriving, what could have stopped him along the way, uh, and some of the learnings that he's had and received uh, from rangatahi and older people uh, in the hip-hop community and outside of that, and a whole lot more. Uh, this was a really fun corridor. Uh, it was really good to connect with Tipene and talk uh, about Aotearoa hip-hop, and especially about Aotearoa hip-hop and Te Ao Māori, uh, and I hope you enjoyed as much as I have. Kia ora. 
Peter Barrett Tene. Uh, I am Peter Barrett. Well, this is Peter Barrett, and I'm here with the bro Tipine, who uh, I'll pass that Ako over to to, to uh, introduce himself. Oh, Tina Tata, thank you for having me. Um, to Rio Ngati Kahungunu Kihiri Tonga. I'm from the Hawks Bay. Um, yeah, and um, mana enhancing, bro. Um, I'm all for it. Hey, Kopapa Trim, let's do it. Mm. Uh, older. Mean, bro. Um, so firstly, um, yeah, maybe just do you want to introduce yourself, bro, in whatever way you, um, uh, you know, over, over, over and above or, or below, don't know, don't yeah, but, yeah, um, you know, where you're from, yeah, bro. Um, I, I guess, uh, I started right at the thing, bro. I'm a dad, you know, I got five kids, mm. um, I grew up, I got 13 siblings. Grew up in the hood, Flaxmere, um, loved that place, taught me a lot. Um, I don't live there now. Um, just, you know, got to gotta spread the wings and flap the wings. Um, been doing hip-hop for, I think hip-hop saved my life, bro. You know, um, actually I didn't know it was hip-hop when I first started doing it. It was just fun, you know, just rapping and kind of, you know, stories and stuff like that. I didn't learn about the culture of hip-hop until a little bit later. You know, so um, I think that that grew my appreciation for hip hop like far. You know, I could relate a lot to it as as a Maori person. So you know, um, I, th- I found heaps of synergies there, and we'll probably get into those corridors. Um, you know, if we go that way, uh, yeah, bro, and, and mm. yeah, I guess for me, the journey is to uplift, to um, flash word I heard the other day, bro, reindigenize. Um, that's really what I'm about. Um, once I found out what that word was, I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. And it's really just, yeah, through education and, and just the use of reo and matauranga Māori, really. You know, things in the Māori world that that we learn and teach each other. Yeah, bro. And yeah, mm. using hip-hop to do that. So, well, actually doing that through hip-hop, yeah. Yeah, bro, so I just wanted to... um to send a, a, a mihi to you while we're here because I've spent the last couple of days listening to um, Heritage Trail and bro, the, um, the the first album that I listened to that inspired me, really actually inspired me to start rapping as a Māori uh, was was Damn Native, um, KDRU, Kaupapa Driven Rhymes Uplifted. And, um, and, and that, that was the first time that I, and I mean, it was the first time I really started paying personal attention to to mm-hmm. Aotearoa hip hop in the sense that, like, oh, I might be able to do this. Yeah. And so I heard that in a um, in a in a Maori with a Maori ear, and was thinking, "Cool, this is me. I'm Maori. I'm Maori. Yeah. I can rap." Um, but I've never since then felt that same way listening to an artist before. Like, oh. there's there's one or two, but but never influentially. Um, that have actually made me stop and go, ah, oh, cool. Like yeah, that makes me kind of rethink about my connection with hip hop and my connection with Te Ao Māori and how they can can fit together and, cool, and, and go together. So yeah, bro, I just wanted to to, to meet to you quickly and say thank you for that because oh, me. Um, I think it's I think it's going to be an important album uh, for us as as Aotearoa. It's definitely feeling like it's an important album for me. Um, you know, you might have you might have even um, persuaded me to to fix the pop filter on the mic that, out the back there in my, um, that you can probably see on the camera and, uh, 
yes. Maybe finish, finish off some of these wiata that have been sitting there going, ah, oh, you're too old to rap now. Ah, never. <laughs> never. So, yeah, right, thank, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, no, thank like, you. I, like I said, like, we, we are Māori. Aotearoa um, mm. is promoted as being Māori and is promoted as having um, this massive, um, this massive, the, the massive mana that, that Tangata Fen will bring to, mm. to our to, to this, this land, right? This place that we that we stay, but we don't promote or talk about it very much, or um, or, or no. yeah, or celebrate it in hip hop. Um, and you've done that in this album, and, and um, I'm loving it so far. Well, kia bro. Thank you for that, Mihi. Um, that's a huge honor, bro, because that's my favorite hip hop album too. Uh, KDRU, bro. Um, I think I had similar experiences when I saw Danny. I think mm. I saw Behold My Cool Style for the first time on RTR Countdown or something. And mm. I was just sitting there like, Fuck. you know, I was like, Fuck. that fella's a moldy fella. Fine, he's mean ass. You know, because at that time, I only thought American fellas could do it. You know? Mm, exactly. um, yeah. And he showed us that we could not only do it, you know, we could do it at a level that's international. And I knew that mm. then as a teenage fellow just watching it, just like, this dude don't sound like no uncle at the party rapping. Like, he sounds like he knows what he's on about. Like, and it made me want to listen. And, you know, all those, mm. you know, all those power Pudaka and all those stories about our Tupuna that, that stuck with me. Um, and if I can go to a song that inspired me, bro, off that album would have been, um, I think it was like track three, it's called Extremities. Um, and it goes, oh. um, there's a line in it, man, that spoke to me. It said, like, um, America doesn't give a damn about me. Have I the influence? I'm sure to keep it Maori. But just keep practicing, brother. Oh. And it'll soon come. And don't let the hectic effects of life overcome. You know? And mm. I was like, shit, he talking to me? There's this alleyway in Ōtaki that, um, that, that you walk through. And my auntie lives um, behind the behind the fence. Auntie Amo and... Uh, that's that's the that's a memory of their walking through there listening to that uh, I must have heard it just as I walked past her, her house beautiful um, but yeah beautiful that's that's how captivating it is bro you remember where you were when you first heard it you know um, you remember how it made you feel because I, I believe music is all about that bro so how, how you feel you know music's all about the way you feel and you know and if you it's the feeling that people are drawn to and then all of the other stuff you know like far. And then you get all the intricacies and that stuff too. But if you're not drawn to that energy to begin with, you know, it's it's, it's a struggle to get anyone to engage with it. But but mm. Hypes and Damn Native, they had that. You know, we had Upper Hut Posse, who were the OGs, were like the radical Tamaitis mm. on the mic pretty much, you know. Um, mm. Tame back then, no, not now. He's, he's a very different person now. Um but, you know, um, I, I actually thought those fellas were a little bit scary, you know, like, wow, you know, these fellas are like, mm. whoa, you know, like, don't mess with these dudes, bro, they can stab you on the eye with a patu or whatever, mm. you know, like, so I, mm. I didn't really take to it that, that much, um, but I, I mm. you know, but Air 2, stand proud, kiakaha, say it loud, I'm like, shit, that, that just spoke to you, like, and then Damn Native came along and he had um, had the style, he had the hip hop flair as well, and, and the yeah, it was like a perfect balance. Even for our um, 
for artists who are comfortable in walking in Te Ao Māori and who are mm. surrounded by um, by that world, mm. why is it so much easier to um, to put across that American sound and to to not talk so much about um, mm. about that side of us? I think it's a couple of things, bro. One is acceptance, mm. um, you know, because you you're out there and you want to be accepted by your peers, and your peers ain't doing that, so. Mm. Mm, you know, we just go with the cool kids. You know, uh, if you want to be in the cool group, you got to do what the cool kids are doing. Um, but also uh, on the other side of that, you know, and it could be more. But for a lot of us, we didn't have those. Um, I guess um, we didn't have the privilege of growing up with that. You know, with tell Maori and, and, and for it to mm. come as. Uh, uh, a second nature type thing and yeah definitely um i'm lucky bro like in a lot of ways but i had to be courageous too in a lot of ways i guess you know because when mm. i when i realized how different my approach was to the music you know i i sort of ran that risk of um in my own mind that maybe no one will, will collaborate with me because of that you know because i don't mm. cuss in my 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 my, my songs um and it's not because I don't know how to cuss. It's because those are the words, not, <laughs> oh, that. not the words that want that come to my mind when I'm thinking about songwriting. Because if you think about, it, there's only like three swear words in the whole anything, <laughs> yeah. you know. And as a lyricist, if you keep going back to those three words, or also telling you about your level of skill, you know, <laughs> it's like, uh, you know. So maybe in a cipher, I mean, you know, something like that. But for me, um, I wanted my kids to hear it. You know, I wanted my nannies to hear it and be proud. Uh, I wanted my mum and dad to hear it because I never swore in front of my mum and dad. Still don't, yeah. you know. And that wasn't something I was brought up with, you know. So, you know, when you're around people that you respect, that was that was a sign of respect for, for us growing up. So I guess that's, yeah. you know, um, mehi to my mum and dad for the way they raised me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm. like I always wonder if there's something as well about the, um, you know, just just the the cultural majority eh? like that, yep. that and that's i mean like you said like there was there was no one there doing it mm. so therefore the 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 major culture within hip-hop was was the american culture right and oh yeah a, probably a whole another whole another whole one there about why they why the american hip-hop culture yeah and and black american hip-hop culture especially is uh is is what it is as opposed to you know, yeah something else because they've kind of created that culture absolutely bro I, I'm, I'm imagining because they because they were you know they had their actual original culture that yeah. they came from kind of cut off you know they were they were cut off from the knees of that right absolutely um, yeah but then you think about then you think about form. you think about that just concept by itself and then you apply that to Aotearoa yeah like I remember when I first started doing hip-hop and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do, man. I rolled up on DLT because he's from Hastings and I was like, man, if I'm all up in this dude, burst bits and raps, man, I should be in, man. should be like Dr. Dre Eminem. You know, I rolled up, bro, <laughs> and I was wrapped my ass off and then he kind of said to me, um, you know much about hip-hop? I was like, uh, not really. Nah, I didn't at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, you know, and he threw a few names at me. I was like, nah, bro. <laughs> I knew KRS-One would save me a little bit, you know, and um, he just said, bro, you might want to go to the Bronx and see what it's all about, you know, like and spend some time there and see if this is still what you want to do. Mm. So I left his house, and he knows the story, bro. I've already said it to him, and I was just like, fuck, this fella. 
I knew he was a hard cunt, but <laughs> he just told me to piss off to New York, you know, type of thing. And I was just like, hey, shit. <laughs> so my plan went out the window and um, I sulked all the way home. Anyway, I was like, <laughs> man, stuff this, I'm going to do it. So I went over. I spent like mm. a month, like five weeks over there. And I really wanted to, and and like, um, what do you call it? I want to, I want to, this is like 2015, bro, 14, something like that. Yeah. Um, I want I wanted to be around there to sort of gauge the energy, what it was like there, you know? And yeah, mm. I, I actually started feeling for them, bro. I actually started feeling for them and how much they had lost, you know? And just like, fuck, mm. these people won't know their fucker papa, they don't know. Fuck, you know? And then I read about slavery and all the stuff that they went through as a people. And I'm like, when I come home, I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to do a track about a chick and talk about her assets and, you know, and talk about mm. money and all these kinds of things because they don't really matter to us. I mean, we were mm. lucky our people now were onto it, bro. They left us clues, you know. They left us mm. all of these wires to all of this thing, you know, all this this, this moko and, you know, our names mm. and the place names and the marae and the, and the, the haka and the waka and all of those things. They left off all these clues for us to pick it up. You know, they don't have that over there. So mm. I was like, actually, what's our excuse now? You know? Mm. What what is our ex you know? Someone like Snoop Dogg comes over here and he's like, Man, I want to hear these these Aotearoa New Zealand rappers mm. and they're hearing something that sounds like them. What you think they're gonna be thinking, you know? Like, mm. oh, okay. It's an interesting uh kind of lack of connection that we that we seem to make and an ease of connection that we seem to make to this other this other culture um, yeah. which which and like i say i think for your album will hopefully um remind a few other people that that doesn't have to be the case well you know that feeling bro you know when you hear a mean track like when i hear you know even still now i won't deny you i'm straight rider you mm. don't want it and and you know just like mm, 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 mm. And I'm like, wow, that just sounds tough, you know. You just like, that just makes you feel powerful. Like when you hear that, and you know, mm. I want to be, I'm a writer, you know, shit, you know, yeah, I'm a, yeah. yeah, man, <laughs> wow, bro, you can't, you can't mess with me, man, shit, <laughs> you know. But just, just the feeling it gave you, that power, feeling of power, that feeling of like, I'm owning my own life, I'm moving forward, mm. I'm leading in my own way. That's the feeling that. I was so drawn to with gangster music was the way it made me feel when you played that, mm. you know, and you you play a Snoop Dogg track, you play any Dre track, and you're just like, four. And then the musicality of it, and you got all those things going on, but it was the energy that drew me. And I was like, mm. well, I would never go and shoot someone and call someone a hoe and, you know, do 20 mm. albums about that. You know, like, mm. that's not what I'm... But I like the sound of that. It's like, whew, mm. yo. So for me... I was just like, well, I need to capture that feeling, you know? Mm. I need to capture that feeling, what made me feel like that, break it down sonically and understand what it was that made me go, whoa, you know? And put it in this album mm. and then bring our stories into it. Boom, boom, you know? Te ao Māori, te ao Pākehā even, um, you know, with the English, with the whole thing, because that's my first language. You know, mm. and, and all of those kinds of things and, and really just mix it right up, bro, and, and, and just make this freaking 
fireball of Mickey, you know. Um, mm. So when you get hit with it, it's going to actually make you more powerful, you know. It's not going to blow mm. you like it's not going to be, oh, it's going to be like, boom, <laughs> oh, you know. Now, now we're, you know, yeah. taking that energy and really um, giving it to people, really. Would you say you are doing the mahi that you love with your life? Well, bro, there's, there's three things I'm passionate about, the most passionate about. Uh, one is people, you know, and that's including my whanau, my kids, my everyone. People, I'm passionate about people. Uh, number two is, is music, you know, passion, super passionate about music. You know, I'll go all out for music, you know, because I know how much it gives to me and I know how much it constantly gives me. Um, so we have a good relationship. Um oh. The other one is um, being Māori. So, you know, when I put all those things together, you know, uh, a new passion, a new passion. I actually don't think it's a new passion. It's probably the fourth thing on the list, bro, would be just learning, bro. You know, wow. education, yeah. you know, education, bro. And, and if I put all those things together, you know, I'm a kaiako, bro. You know, I work in a school. I teach kids. Mātauranga mm. Māori uh, and tikanga Māori and te Māori. I get to use my... Um, experience to help enhance them, but they enhance me as well. So it's a a relationship thing. And music, bro, my music's always going to be good because I'll be in a good space. And you know, I'm passionate about all those things. So yeah, bro, I'm I'm, I'm living what I consider to be, yeah, bro, the dream. I mean, how did you get to the point of knowing what those? Uh, firstly, of knowing what those passions are. Mm. Um, and then, and then, secondly, I guess of being able to actually pursue them, because um, those are the, I think, yeah. the two most, the two big challenges, right? Um, I guess when I found out it was a passion, like especially with just music in particular, it was something I was constantly thinking about all the time, and I knew that, you know, it's like your first girlfriend, you know. You're always thinking about it all the time, you know, when am I going to talk to her next? When she's going to ring me? Does she even like me? Who's their follow? You know, because <laughs> you're constantly thinking about it, you know, and constantly wanting to engage with music. So that's when I knew I, I, I didn't have a point that was like, oh, yeah, that's my, you know, it was more something that I just did and it, and it, and it fueled me, bro. Mm. Um, there was a second part to that question. Um, yeah, so, so the, um, the second part is when did you, or how did you, take the first step into actually following that. So if we just stick yeah. with, the, with the music. Yeah, uh, if we stick with the music, bro. Um, I always did music locally in my, in my hood of Flaxmere and Hastings. Had a few mixtapes floating around. Crack up how we actually made those. But um, what... what but so what was, what made you start? What yeah. made you um, do your first mixtape? Because, I mean, yeah. when I was at primary school, everybody wanted to rap. Yeah. Um, when, I started writing raps when I was in primary school and in college, same thing, like did, did some, some little mixtape things. Yeah. But none of those other 12 mates who wanted to rap did. So what was the what was the difference? It's probably crisscross, bro. Mm. Um, you know, and because they were kids. They were kids, bro. Like mm. actually about the same age as those dudes, you know. They were, they were like 11 or 12 when they, when they rocked out. And I was about the same age. And I was like, oh, he's like, kids are rapping. And they're mean, you know. So they automatically said in my head, sure, I could do that, you know. Mm. I could do that. When I actually put something to, recorded something, there was a quite a quite a lot 
longer later, it was like probably another 10 years. I would have been at college. And we entered <laughs> we entered this flipping talent quest, bro. Oh, we entered this talent quest, bro, and we did a bone thug song, me and a few of my bros. And we had it all, we had it all um sort of sorted out. Well, I did, because I practiced like, bruh, this is like, bro, this is my chance, man. I want to be in school in the hall, bro. And all the, you know, I'm going to have a microphone like a real one, you know, mm. and, and, and somehow I had it. Not the like, vacuum cleaner tube. Oh, bro. Um, we, we never even had it. I wasn't even in music class. Like, uh, they were like, oh, do you do music? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, <laughs> I wasn't even in the class. So I was just like, I want to, I want to. Anyway, me and my bros. So um, we never actually had a practice, you know, um, but I practiced like, bro, on the way to school, on the way back home and lunchtime here, mm-hmm. I practiced like my hustle. And the bros were like, oh, you fellas ready? And they were like, yeah, bro, bro we practice in phases. And they would do three of them. So I was like, oh, well, you know, shit, whatever, up to you. And my verse was like last, bro. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> we started off, bro, and the bro um, did a busy bone verse, right? Busy bone, bro. He's probably the most difficult tone pitch flow that you mm. could even pick bro you know you're better off trying to do cypress hill you know so anyway the break is no oh, i've got i've got a sus bro i'm doing busy bone bro i've got a sus bro i've got the best voice and yeah whatever anyway bro he totally must the mark bro off the bat and he just got yeah. ankle tapped the whole way through that verse bro it was one of those ones that he yeah. just hit the tone wrong and then he just knew it bro and then <clears throat> he just went all red anyway yeah it was missing all the cues bro and we were just like oh <laughs> you know, it was like when you watched um Straight Out of Compton and and, and Easy E's recording, and, and Cube yeah, was yeah. like, "That ain't it." <laughs> it was like, "Oh, that ain't it." <laughs> well, like that ain't oh, cause oh, oh, and, and just he just got deeper and deeper, bro. Yeah. Anyway, the the second fella didn't even get the chance to come in, bro, and you know they 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 actually stopped the track, and they were like, um. Well, the board, the panel have decided this this top song might not be appropriate for the, and this was only the auditions, bro. I was like, <laughs> I don't even get to, I don't even get to rap, man. I was, I was, bro, I was, I was pissed off, bro. I was just like, fuck, bro. I was, I was really, I didn't talk to those cats for like two weeks, bro. I was just like, man, fuse, bro. You just, you just f my chances up. And no, they, they didn't care. They didn't care because I was like. They were like gun rugby players and stuff, and they went off to play the thing championship yeah. game and shit. I was like, ah, do your rugby shit, man. Um, but um, yeah, so I was actually driven by that quite a bit. And I was just Ooh. like, there's no way I'm going out like that. I'm gonna record something, man, and you just worry, you know, like I didn't practice all this time for nothing. Anyway, yeah, Ooh. I think that even though I didn't know it at the time, that was definitely driving my first uh mixtape. Um mm. and and it, and it was crack up some of the subject matter, bro. Oh, well, just I was like, bro, I don't care. I'm just gonna slay anything you put on, bro. <laughs> I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna rap. I'm just gonna not yeah. even give you guys a chance, bro. You know, like you didn't give me a chance, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> and they so were it like, was revenge, bro. I was writing was the whole it? songs, bro, and they were like, oh yeah, 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 wins up, but wins up, but oh now that that beats over, bro. Yeah, about. Bro, the beat's finished, bro. I don't think you can do any more on that beat. <laughs> I was just driven, bro. But it was a good yeah. thing, you know. Um, I was driven by the um, circumstance. <laughs> mm. um, but that's, I mean, you know, your, your point before about um, crisscross, like, mm. that's interesting, right? Because that's um, the same the same point I made about Damn Native, right? Like, seeing mm. um, seeing Hypes and the, and the boys there and realizing that, like, 
they're Māori and they rap. Yeah. I'm Māori, so I can rap. You know, you saw Criss Cross and were like, oh, they're kids and they rap. Yeah. You know, I'm a kid, so I can rap. Yeah. And, um, you know, that that tiny little um, tiny little circumstance of seeing somebody who you can relate to mm. doing the thing, right? Like, and then there's a hundred internet memes saying that same thing, right? But yeah, um, it's, it's, I always think it's, and I always try to take a minute in these quarter to, to just reflect and remind ourselves about the importance of that, of that role model um, mm. uh, privilege, right? Like when, when you are in the, in a position to be able to, to do the same, um, to do the same mai and to be able to remind other Maori or other whatever yeah. people from Hastings, um, yeah, other people with the name Tipine, whatever, mm. like, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that they can do that same thing. Oh, most definitely, um, yeah. But but it's like I, I think it gets, I think it gets lost a little bit because in the rest of the world, you know, well, you know, in the rest of Aotearoa, um, like if you're not Maori, then you see yourself doing stuff all the time anyway, you know, because yeah, well, yeah, you are you are the other eighty five percent of the population. So there's probably somebody like you doing the thing, yeah, but. You know, there's there's you and maybe two other people doing doing hip hop that is Maori. Um, you know, so it's uh, I um, and it goes it goes against some of our kind of our you know our our kumaratanga and you know we don't want to we don't often want to talk about the the stuff that we do. Um, True, but I think that it's more important personally to to be able to carry out that mahi of. Um, of being crisscross or of being hypes or of yeah. being a rapper with the name Tipine mm. than it is to um you know to not speak of the of the reka. Yeah, bro. I think, you know, um here's a little thing I uh, something I heard from um, Mike King, bro. I did a bit mm. of Mahi with Mike King. He, he works um in some pretty tough spaces, bro. And and he mm. says to me, he says like for Maori males, he says, Look, you know, you know, when we're at school, uh, where's all the Maori sitting? In the classroom, you know. So I ask you that question: Where did you sit in the classroom, Peter? Whereabouts did you sit? Where uh, you... oh, bro, Otaki was. I was pretty lucky in Otaki because oh. my mum knew heaps of the teachers. I could sit in the middle of the class. Oh easily. yeah, well you're one of those guys. Ah <laughs> oh, yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah. So I sat in the back. You know. Mm. Um. Why? Wow. I just knew that. If they asked me a question and I didn't know what the what the answer was, um, I'd probably feel a little bit small, you know. And, mm. and, and you know, like I'm probably gonna just say oh, I'll just miles be naughty and fucking get booted up, then look like a dumb, mm. you know. Um, I sat in the back quite a bit, bro. Um, <clears throat> you know, and, and then been in the kapahaka. I did kapahaka at school. Uh, we are the boys, you know. They in mm. the back, you know. Again, you know, this is just kind of psychology type thing. You know, um, you know, we we are the boys in the, in the class photos. You oh. know, and the back. You know, um, we are the boys at the marae. You know, they're there at the back. Um, but someone was in the front. Someone was there. Someone mm. had to be there. Because what's the point of all us grabbing a spade and digging the hole if there's no one out the front doing the court at all and welcoming oh. the op on to the then we start looking around like anyone could dig a hole. Shit, the kids could come back here and do this. Why are we hiding mm. over here? You know? Why are we at the back? Mm. Why are we why are we 
so it's all it's all questions to ourselves you know well, what what why was that the buzz um you know and we get this whole thing why to be humble you know my dad always told me you know don't blow your own trumpet um if you're any good somebody will blow it for you you know mm. and i was like oh yeah yeah i get that and i was going well what at what, at what point do you go fuck it yeah. you know uh as it yeah. when everyone's just about to leave and you're like what's the last well what's the last trick in the bell well shit you know <laughs> yeah. or do we give everyone else the trumpet and say mm. however you want to approach mm. it i think at some point you have to air to stand proud um mm. And it's okay to to do that, you know, um, with respect. Mm. And especially, and it's and it's easier to do it with respect when mm. um, when you remember and realize. And, and it took a while for me to, to to have that realization that actually that is like that is our role as Maori writers to is to support our whānau, mm. hapu, iwi, and to to help them, um, you know, and to to aki their mana. Um, mm-hmm. And we do that by um, by reminding them what what they can do as well, right? Absolutely, bro. And to do that, you got to blow that. You got to blow their trumpets. So you got to show them. Yeah, you got to show them. I'm going to grab a trumpet too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how you blow that thing? Damn. And now for a word from our sponsors. Paperback Gorillas is brought to you by Carpty Island Honey, the finest honey on the. We're not really sponsored. Carpty Island Honey is just the koha we send out to our manuhiri to say thank you for their time in Modi. We spend our time and energy on this kopapa because we believe it's worth it in order to share these korero, these conversations and learnings with you. But aside from those hours that we spend, it does also cost money, especially as more and more of these conversations have to happen remotely. Not many of the tools that work well are free. But again, we spend that money because we think it's worth it. If you're enjoying this episode or any of the others and you think they're worth the time and money, then please visit our Patreon page and look at how you can help out. By becoming a patron, you'll get exclusive access to a whole bunch of extra content, including one of my favorites, which is the breakdown and lessons or learnings that I've had uh, from each of these kōrero, which I take time to write out after each episode. Uh, You'll have a chance to suggest manuhiri or guests and a whole lot more. But most importantly, you'll be helping keep this kōpapa alive. And you can do that by visiting patreon.com slash paperbackgorillas. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash paperbackgorillas. The link is in the show description. There are $2 options, $5 options, and every bit of help means that we're paying less out of our own pocket to share these learnings with you. This is also the part of the show where I say thank you to our Paperback Gorilla patron Fano who are already doing that. So Atafai, Anaru, Anna, Arama and Lincoln, ngā mihi nui kia koutou. A massive thank you to all of you for your support, your belief in the kaupapa. We wouldn't be online if it wasn't for you. Kia ora. Bro, what are you most proud of in your, in your career? In your music career? Most proud of? Um, thing that comes to my mind straight away is I did a song with my mum, um, who's now passed on. Um, she's there forever, bro. You know, she's there for my for my mokos, my kids. They can hear her whenever they want. You know, mm. she's forever. Her modi is forever there. You know, because you can look at a photo and go, yeah, there's your nan, but they don't really connect with just a photo. Um. But when you hear her, you can feel her, you know? You know, oh, wow. 
you know you get a idea of um let's say a picture can paint a thousand words but uh but but a voice can put you right there you know and you know capturing my kids as well and and their different stages of life because they're scattered throughout the timeline of my music um i know that if anything ever happens to me you know as well they know how to find me you know they i'm not far that that that's that's probably the most thing i'm most proud of bro is is, is that legacy that um everyone's going to go through tough times everyone's going to go through a tough time and when you need that support from someone that's not there anymore physically music is the ultimate man it's the ultimate you know um i always thought you know when you go to you know the whare nui and you see all those mean photos of all your tupuna and they just look hearty you know like you know like they look tough as you don't you just like I used to talk to them all the time, like, wonder what wonder what that guy was like, you know, like he looks pretty mean, but wonder what he was actually like, you know, like talk like this, you know? Because we always talk about them and they're like their highest achievements and the boom and the bad. But was he what what kind of person was he? Was he a funny guy? Was he a, was he uh um I don't know, was he playful, was he good at sport? Like we don't know these things, you know? And I yeah. thought, fuck, if if that carving could talk. I wonder what he would say, you know. Mm. I wonder what we would, what we'll be learning about our tupuna, you know. And if these photos could actually talk, and they could talk about their lives, you know, what would they say? You know, would I be like them? You know, would there be something that they did, and I'd be like, oh man, I, I, I'm into that too, fuck, fuzzy, you know. Mm. There's a strong chance of that happening, but we'd never know. So. I had that epiphany, like, shit, I'm going to be on that wall one day. Mm. You know? In a hundred years' time, my mokos, mokos, mokos are going to be asking the same thing. Who's that fella up mm. there? Why is he all the way up there? Mm. Why is he holding a, what is that, a microphone? Did they, what is that? Oh, <laughs> oh that's your crazy. before the chip? That's yeah. before the implants. That's before the hologram shows. You know, and, you know, they're like, Oh, bro, that's 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 all. That's your one, bro. That's T Penny. Oh, is it? Who's that? Boop. Heritage Trail, bro. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? So, for me, that's it's about connection, bro. Yeah, it's about connection, mm. constant connection. You know, because when you feel connected to something, you feel strong, you feel powerful, you feel sure about what you're doing, even if you don't know the how. Mm. Even if you're not quite sure on how it's going to happen, you're sure on what you want to do. You're sure on and internally who you are, what you want to represent, your values, whatever they may be. You know, I, I just think I just feel that connection is what every living thing longs for, bro. Mm. You know. So yeah, those will be my proudest moments, brother. Just oh, then no, Brian. Uh, talking about the the coupon on the wall, uh, I just re- I was reading um, uh, Doctor Henry Moore's Henry uh, Moore Elder's Puka Puka Aroha uh, over the last couple of days, and there was a there's a cool thing in there about um, 
thinking about our, our children as the ancestors or the tupuna that they will that they will be, um, and using that as a um, actually I mean I think this is what you were saying, but I, the the interpretation that I took out of it was the um, you know when you are when you are feeding those um, those little those little crazy souls and, and mm-hmm. helping them grow into what they're going to be um, to think that far ahead and to think about you know what kind of tupuna do I want to be helping grow. Um, mm because <clears throat> that changes the way you you think about it right like i don't it's, and it changes the power the mm. power dynamic of you know this is my 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 the mighty and i need to make sure they do x y and z it's like well actually like uh, somebody's tupuna Hi. and how can i help them be that well well that that, that way of thinking is not a new thing our tupuna mm. were doing that when they were alive you know they were thinking 100 years 200 years ahead because how do you think we know all of this stuff now you know yeah, this is not some. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's something that we actually naturally did anyway. We just forgot about that, you know. So heritage trail is yeah, that's for a hundred years time. Mm. Yeah, um, and probably more. It's probably like a thousand, bro. You know, because the thing is, it comes from me, but it's not about me. You know, it's about where I am in the timeline. You know, mm. it's a lot. It's it's come from somewhere. It's here now with us, and it's going somewhere. You know, you're yeah. It's a it's a legacy, bro. Mm. You know, um, and I look at it like that because then then you know, like just like a navigator, like Coupe, now you know that you can sense what's coming. You just can't physically see it. You know, where this world teaches you, if you can't see it, then you know. You know, you, that's that's where your limit is. No, it's not, man. Mm. If you can see it in here, the greatest navigators ever could see it in their hearts before they saw it with their eyes. You know, that's the only way that could have happened. You know, because they they can't they can't fly, bro. You know, mm. it's yeah. So we, there's a lot to learn from that. There's a lot to learn from our past, bro. You know, there's a lot to learn about how just our approach to things and hip hop, the same thing, you know, it's, um, I, I, um, I believe it was Tupuna driven, bro. Mm. You know, um, some of those Waiata, um, I know now that it feels, it feels like now that I didn't even write some of that stuff, mm. you know, um, cause I was just, I just decided that's what was going to happen. And and before I knew it, I had something in front of me going, ah, oosh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> mean. Um, mm. And there was lots of those moments. And uh, i got to give uh, a mihi out to um, TNA, bro. TNA was very instrumental in making it happen. He's Maori, um, Indian, Samoan. The bro's got the meanest mixture um, he wasn't brought up with his taha Māori, so, um, you know, music was a big thing for him. Well, that, that helped him cope with a lot of things in his mm. life and still does. And, you know, um, so that became a relationship too. You know, I was teaching him a lot, a lot about, about what I was talking about, how it related to mm. him, which enhanced him even further to push into areas he'd never been before, you know. Um, you know, he made a majority of the beats on that album. And we all know he's amazing sonically, but everything was intentional in terms of putting it in there because he was just like, learned something new about, like, a Ariki, for example. 
was like, I didn't really know what that was. And I was like, yeah, bro, it's like the, you know, the gods, bro, and we, our Atsuwa, and we're channeling their energy. And, bro, and he just, like, boom, and zoned out and just done some, fuck, some TNA stuff. And mm. and he was like, like this, bro. I'm like, <laughs> that'll do. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'll rewrite my. <laughs> but, you know, like, um, we need that, bro. We need guys. We need our people to be pushing for that. You know, because um, it's ours, bro. It's ours to use. It's ours to not use. Mm. It's ours to empower others with as well. You know. Mm. So when you know, for example, on the on the on the front cover of of um, Heritage Trail was is a poem of um, our Tupuna Kahungunu. You know, and and the uh, um, the Maori Tikanga police were like, "Hey, did you ask if you could use uh And I was like. Who, who am I gonna ask him? <laughs> like, I'm sure he'd be all mm. good with it, you know. And if not, then I'll, I'll cut a key to him anyway. So there's no one here that can tell me that I can't use my tupuna, you know. Mm. Is that what you're saying? Well, kapoi, because I tell you what, I'm gonna use it anyway, and, I, and I'm gonna use it in the most respectful way. I'm about shedding light mm. on him and uplifting others through his mana, you know. To mana mm. to manaaki others, bro. You know, to mm. to empower others, and you know, and I know that when they when they when they heard the music, it was a different story. You know, like mm. not that I was trying to prove nothing. I was just like, just give it a just push play. You know, mm. and you'll see Kahungunu in there. You'll feel him, mm. and you'll understand that I'm not saying I'm Kahungunu. I'm not mm. him. I'm his descendant, you know. Um, but I carry that, you know. I'm, I'm channeling the energy from our tupuna. Mm. That's why I say tupuna driven, you know, like mm. pro-papa driven. But this is definitely tupuna driven, bro. This is coming to me from everywhere. Mm. We're kind of looping back to that um, corridor we kind of started having around, um, you know, using our using our position and, and, uh, and our privilege as having a, a bit of a platform or being in a place where we're happy, uh, mm. knowing that, that not all of our people are. Mm. Um, and the easiest way that I find to, to think about this question is if I think about it, so what I'm asking for you to do, please, bros, to, to think about some of the bros that you grew up with mm. um, who, who are not in a position where they're, uh, living you know living a life that they love as much mm. as you are where they can identify those you know those four passions and say honestly that that they're following them mm. um like what sets you apart from those bros and not in a mm. not in a bad way but in a way to to hopefully pinpoint some of those things that we can try and 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 help with when needed yeah i think it's just um decisions bro you know mm. the decisions we made you know so these well, I believe these three things that that put you in the place you are in your life, you know, like the you know, the first thing is genetics. You know, you look mm. like you're half your mum, you're half your dad. You know, the second one is your environment, you know, how you're brought up, that's your values and everything that you learn, taught, education, the way you walk, the way you everything. And the third one is the decisions you make, really. Mm. You know, if you if you think about if you go one step back, you know, you can grow up in the same household as somebody. 
like my brother. Like we even slept in the same beds till till we were too big, you know. Hmm. Um, and we're in totally different places in life. Um, you know, there's no better or worse. But the thing is, the only thing that separated us, we had the same values, we had the same teachings, we had the same kai, same everything. But I just made different decisions than my bro, you know. Hmm. And that's it, really. You know, it it comes down to you get to a certain place. Look, which way am I going to go? Because everyone's got a choice, you know. You can't say, oh, I didn't have choices, you know, I was like, well, you can, no, you did, you did, you know, the whole way, you just, mm. you know, for whatever you chose that way, and we grew up in the same place, like we are talking about, mm. you know, it doesn't have to be the same area, but, you know, I think it came down to that, bro, and if that's the first step, is making the decision, bro, and like, um, and then it's follow through, you know, you got to follow through with mm. those decisions that you make, that's the toughest part. Because it's like mm. a diet, bro. When you say, oh, I want to lose weight, man. You know, when you lose weight, I wanna, you know, it. and you, you can make that decision. That's the easy part. You got to follow through with that. Now you got to get your ass up every day. You got to work out. You got to eat all of that rabbit food and all of that. And, and you got to keep doing it. And, and, and it's going to get tough. That's when, that's when, that's when it's just straight grit, bro. Mm. That's when it's just straight grit. So if you, if you both know that, you know, you both know what, uh, you know what good is like what a good outcome is mm. not not good or bad but what a good outcome is then why would you why do you think you would make a different decision than your brother yeah um, yeah i got this thing bro and i talked to the um rangatahi about this and it goes like this <clears throat> i feel like i'm in class now it goes like this you know um teach there's a hard way and there's the hard way straight away they go isn't the hard way and the easy way? And I'm like, no, there's the hard way and the hard way. And I'll explain them to you. This hard way is you do jack shit. You muck around. You don't do your credits. You don't come to school. You don't put in the mahi, right? But it's going to get harder for you as life goes on. Because you're not going to be able to get a good mahi. You're not going to have education. You're not going to be able to navigate this world as well. You know, you're not going to know what commitment is, sports environments, whatever. Okay, that's the first hard way. The second hard way is do that mahi, do that shit, grind yourself through it, right? That's still hard. But as you get on, life gets easier for you because now you've got doors opening for you. Now you've got, the difference is they're looking for the shortest, sharpest way to do jack shit. Mm. You know? So I was like, well, there's the hard way. Or there's the hard way. One has rewards, the other one has nothing. The other one just stays hard. So, mm. wouldn't you just rather have some rewards? Oh, yeah, hard. That sounds like dumb if you do it the <laughs> other way. I'm like, well, yeah. The, the, the easy way, that's a myth. That doesn't exist. There ain't no easy way. Mm. The hard way with hard mahi, sticking at it, it gets easier for you. The other hard way, you ain't do jack shit. It's just going to get harder and harder through life. So which oh. which which one do you want? One with rewards or one without rewards? So that that's quite easy oh. when they say like, oh, definitely rewards, far, you know. We don't want to have <laughs> jack shit, you know. I'm like, all right, let's get to work then, bro. You know, <laughs> like, oh yeah, 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 yeah me. sweet. So you know, um, that's that's what I would say, bro. You know, uh, <clears throat> that's what it is. You know, it's it's what decision that you make because they think, mm. oh yeah, I'll just stay at home all day. Um, 
play PlayStation and I'm going to be sweet and I'm going to be cruising it, just bowling, whatever, you know? And then the bro gets a car and you're like still driving the car on a PlayStation. Oh, gee, pick me up. Mm. Oh, now bro, I've got to go work. Oh, fuck. Pick me up after that. Oh, now I've got to go and get the missus. Oh, fuck. Ratchet. Then you got no time for these guys and you're like, Rrr, and they're like, <laughs> you know, you're either growing or you're shrinking. Mm. You know, we're like plants, yeah, yeah. bro. You know, none of us stay the same. You don't stay the same. That's it doesn't happen. Uh-huh. We're living things. We're either going this way to higher things, or we're going back this way. You know, back to uh-huh. death. You know, type of thing. So uh-huh. yeah, which one are you? Yeah, I mean, well, it sounds like for those kids, bro, the difference for them is that they have you as a teacher. Mm. So now we're on that same uh, same kind of thought process like imagine there's a parallel universe somewhere uh, and in that parallel universe you're still living in Hastings and you never found hip-hop mm. as a uh, as a pathway that you could actually take mm. um, to get to this 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 life where you are now doing these things that you love mm. um, in that parallel universe what would have stopped you from getting to where you are now myself yeah mm-hmm. Because um, that was that that would have probably been the only thing that could stop me doing anything. Because um, for me, one of the most valuable things that I've learned in my life is um, I can't remember. It was a Parker fella told me he goes, "You got to get out of your own way." Hey, because you got to get out of your own way. I'm like, well, as a young fella, you're like, I'm not in my own way. I'm not in my own way. I was like. It's like, what do you mean in my own way? Fuck, how do you get in my own way? Like, ooh, get in my own way. Like, it's like, bro, you know, um, have you talked yourself out of anything before? I'm like, well, yeah, heaps of times, like doing the dishes and, you know, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're in your own way, right? You know, I was like, well, is that? So when you think about doing something great, could you also talk yourself out of that? I'm like, well, yeah, I could make, yeah, I can actually, I can make up heaps of reasons not to do something awesome because I'm scared, because mm. it's too hard, because someone might laugh at me. What if I build a plane that can't fly? You know, mm. all those kinds of things, you know. Um, and I tell you what, bro, we have those internal battles with ourselves even every day, even still now, you know. Mm. It's it's just something that the only thing that can really stop you is you, you know. Um, I, I, That's what I believe in my experience is that you know, you could say, oh, bro, you know, if I got my leg got chopped off, bro, and like got crushed under a car, bro, I can't, I can't do anything anymore. Well, bro, just watch the Paralympics, cares. Mm. You know, you look at them, bro, some of them got no arms, no legs, and bro, they're freaking winning gold medals, cares. Well, what's the matter with you? Mm. You know, because mm. we tell ourselves, oh, I can't do this now because, fuck, oh, man, God, I'm too old. I'm sure um, I'm, you know, or, or, or uh, you know, my time's up, or, um, oh, these way better fellas out there. Um, you know, we can be creative and say all the different reasons. Oh, my beats suck. Um, uh, my last BP was a flop. Um, far, what else? What else? Um, I haven't got, I'm not muscly, you know, and shut up, yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Get out of your own way and give yourself a chance, Mm. you know? Hey, because I'll tell you what, bro, Moldy's are the most creative at at mocking people. Do Do you know why? Because we practice on ourselves. We practice mocking ourselves to ourselves in our own heads. That's why when it comes to mocking someone else, shit, we got we got kids here full of that. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, we're going to go in on them, bro, because I tell you what, every way that I'm insecure, I'm going to exploit that, you know? But of course, mm. it's not about me. Shit, no, it's about that fellow over there. But really, mm. that was me beating my own self up in my own head, smashing mm. my own wider apart. So, oh, well. Whichever is the top reason at the top, I'm using that one. Mm. Yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Get out of your own way, bro, as well, as what something that um I definitely it's an insecurity thing. Mm. It's something that uh especially Maori male specific people, we don't even talk about our weaknesses, shit. Mm. On the topic of um of gyms and, and Taonga, you've you've hung out with a whole lot of um of our rangatira of hip hop. Um, mm. And I imagine that you've you've heard a few gems and learned a few things. What's um, what's one what's one teacher that you've listened to in our in our world of hip hop, and what did you learn from them, and what made you listen to them? That's that's actually um, I think what 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 come who what comes to mind straight away. I was just talking about this the other day. Um, I'm going to start with this one, Scribe. So, you know, I'm, I met Scribe um, sort of when he was at his height, bro. And he was just powerful as heck, you know, like, oh. see the dude live, bro. Even now, even now you see him oh. live and you're like, that dude, he got some presence, man. Oh. He he's actually believes what he's saying and you can hear oh. it and you can feel it. You can see it and you're just like, it's... And he said, bro, I've got to, you know, I asked him for some advice. I was like, man, I see what you're doing, bro. That's amazing, man. And he said, bro, all I could say is just be undeniable, you know, be undeniable, you know. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, you know, to the point where they can't even talk about hip hop without talking about you. You know, they can't talk about OT at all without talking about T-Penny, you know. They can't, you know what I'm saying? So when you go when you go and you put yourself into something, whatever that may be, don't go to participate. Go for the gold medal, G. If you're gonna do it, you might as well go for the gold. You know? Mm. And when you hear in the lyrics, you know, even damn native said it. You know, he said, um, what do you say? Um Fuck the silver medalist, man, I'm the gold winner. proving that the damn was good. Native, that's the name it took, and none that off the hook. Brothers, listen up to my, you know, and I think Scribble said it too. Um, fuck, I think it was in the Crusader for the silver. I can never settle. I'm taking the gold medal. I suggest that you do the same. You best improve your game or get burned by the Canterbury flame. Hey, you know, so they went in with that. You know, I'm gonna come and I'm gonna give it everything I got, you know, and um, you know, and I was like, yo, I can see that's what you're doing on that stage. You just emptying the tank every time the bro's on the stage. That mic, bro. You know you don't want to be after that dude. You know, <laughs> especially when he was at his most powerful. You're like, shit, this guy, far. And you can only go learn from that. You know, so yeah. as a hip hop, you know, artist in the live performance, that's something that I always remembered about the bro in the music. Um. You know, when you when you know, there's certain songs that you just listen to and you hear and you just know straight away. And you're just like shit. Ain't no one fucking with that. That's scribe. You know? Mm. Even dreaming, you know, those songs come on and you're just like 
bro, it's over. Whoever's, yeah, you know. So, so, so for me, yeah, bro, that that will be probably um, one of the things that have stuck with me quite a bit. Um, yeah. Uh, mm. And I think you kind of you kind of already answered this, but I mean, why did you listen to him when you like sub up why you listened when he gave you that 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 taonga? Um, I knew that someone of that as powerful as he was at that time um, could really make some change. You know could really, really make some real uh, impact on people um, for positive or for negative, you know? Mm. Um, and I knew that when you have that kind of power, you know, you need to be responsible about that power. And I knew that for me to do what I wanted to do, to reach Māori first and foremost, I needed to get myself to that level that they would go, shit. I'm listening now, you know, because I, yeah. I had some things to share with them, you know, some things that could actually help them and uplift. And that's what's so beautiful about, you know, the Crusader album, bro, was done with pure intentions of bringing, you know, yeah. you listen to stand up, you know, that wasn't even just hip hop. That was like, bro, that was like heavy metal bands and, you know, rock bands yeah. and the D4 and the, frick, you know, and the, you know what I mean? Like he was doing a lot more than, he was reaching outside of the genre was about people and bringing people together, you know, and you just think about that and you're mm-hmm. like, wow. Yeah. I can understand why, you know, everyone was just like that dude, bro. What he did with his power, he brought everyone together, bro. That's Kotahitanga, You know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, whether he knew he was doing that or not, that was, that's something that naturally came out of the bro and, and he'll be forever remembered for what he did for hip hop you know, for the, just the music scene in general. So yeah, um, that's why I listened. Cause I knew, um, he had my attention. Mm, yeah. I mean, and on that same note, bro, you, you, you obviously work a lot with rangatahi. Um, yeah. what's one thing they've taught you and that you might not have learned without them? Um, they taught me how to listen actually, bro. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't very good at listening. <laughs> I still am challenged a lot to listen. Um, and I mean, listening uh, with intent, you know, not listening to reply, you know, listening to mm. to understand, you know. Um, that's how I wrote a lot of these waiata that are on Heritage Trail, Tūranga uh, Waiwai in specific. You know, I wrote that song um, from my students. They had never been on a marae before. And I was trying to teach them about tikanga marae and the first point of call was like, oh, okay, so who's been on the marae? You know, you think, oh, someone will. No one. And I was like, whoa, shit. You know, like, uh-huh. and yeah, so we did this little exercise. They wrote the ideas on the board um, and their experiences and lot, most of them are negative. <clears throat> and I was like, well, how uh-huh. come I teach them about tikanga marae if, if, if they have never been on one? That's going to be pretty tricky. Um, so yeah, so I thought, well, I'm going to use my powers to take them there, you know, and that's that's where the idea for Tūranga Waiwai came about, right from the marae, you know, the tikanga all the way through the protocol, right from the karanga, which is Maisie, mm. then the fai kōrero, then the hariru, then the kai, and this is what this is, this is what that is, this is why this is here, welcome, you know, that was the whole idea, you know, mm. and I got that from listening to these, these, young, these rangatahi, so, you know, um, a few other songs too, yeah, yeah, bro, but 
That's what they taught me. Well, retaught me. <laughs> how how would you say your motivation has changed? Uh, has it changed since you started out as an artist? Yeah, I think it was initially to make my family proud. Um, we didn't have a lot to be proud of in our generation. Um, you know, at the time, uh, uh, and I felt like, you know, I wasn't going to be all black. I wasn't going to do all these things that a lot of my bros were doing. And, you know, I wasn't talented in those ways. And I thought, well, if I could make my family proud, um, that would that would be up there with oxygen, you know. <clears throat> it's still It's still there for me, you know. Now my family's expanded and I've got kids and now oh. I've got, you know, hundreds of young people that I've taught in my time and my early, you know, it's only been like five or six years in that realm. But I know they're all oh. watching me, you know. I know they're all watching me from a distance. They all sort of left school and doing, you know, got kids and stuff now too, but they're still like, Fabato, I saw your new song. Mean, you know, oh. that was me now. So I remember you coming up with that idea and I was like, Fuck, you actually did it. I was like, yeah. And they're like, Fuck, mean. So you know, it's it's about that now. It's it's like they um they that it's bigger than me, yeah. Mm. That's what keeps driving me. That it's it's a, it's a lot bigger than me, and and I know that um now you now you know or you've got a smidgen of what your powers can do. You've got a you can't be quiet now. You can't just keep it on the hard drive at home now, mm. bro. You 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 know you got to be actively <laughs> doing that and working in that space. Um, definitely keeps me and touched with what I think matters, you know, from the ground up. Yeah. From the ground up. Well, bro, that's, those are the kind of the, uh, the bulk of the, the part and the corridor. Um, this, this podcast kind of actually originally kicked off, um, with me, me and a few of the bros talking about books, um, and realizing that as Māori who read books, we, mm. um, we were kind of like, but did you ever talk about books uh, with any of the bros at school? And it was like, Carl, like, I didn't <laughs> tell any of the bros that I used to read books. Like, shame. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, and so then we thought, oh, we should, we, we should talk about um, we should talk about books that we've read and and, and try to make that cool. <laughs> um, so on, on that note, bro, I don't like I don't even know if you if you read books for for enjoyment, um, mm. but do you have a book that you would gift a, a friend? Um, that that you yeah that you have read and enjoyed, or that you would gift because you would think others would read or and enjoy it. This might surprise um, people a little bit, but I did it. Um, I actually had difficulty reading as a young fella, um, and I think that came from a lot of um, pressure, sort of anxiety. Um, our oh. teachers were sort of they used to stand us up in assembly. And you had to read in front of like, bro, the whole, bro, even as an adult, bro, that's a bit of a, whew, shoo, oh, you know, oh, bro. Uh, and, a, and a passage bro, that I you remember yeah. just my, my little, I, uh, while on this memory, I remember bro, running out of our library at, at school because the same thing happened, crying. Oh, bro. Primary school. Bro. Like, my turn and I was out of there. Yeah. Oh, it was bro. shame too because my girlfriend was in there too. Oh yeah, well you you, you ain't gonna score no girlfriends if you can't read, you know, bro. <laughs> it was traumatic, bro. It was traumatic for me, you know, and I was just like, fuck, man. Um, I hate school and I hate this, I hate that, you know, and I really had this real 
real mamai for just anything to do with reading. I could read, but I, I, I used to get mm. nervous because I know, like, soon as you muck a word up, bro, fuck. And everyone's looking at the same book going, bro, it's because, you know, <laughs> fucking hell, fuck up, bro. You know? And, um, yeah, um, that kind of, yeah, anyway, um, I'm talking, this is like, bro, this is like primary school. I'm talking about like seven, mm. seven, eight, you know, probably even a little bit earlier than that. Anyway, um, I found Dr. Zeus. All right. Dr. Zeus, bro. Mm. Who's that? Oh, bro, he raps in his books. I'm like, yo, does he? <laughs> Had a read of those, bro. And I mastered those in like three reads, you know? And and yeah. next time I got asked to read fucking Cat in the Hat, bro, I sat up and rapped the whole shit. You know, and they were like, oh, <laughs> oh. And I, bro, I could do, he did the hard I, one. I could do green eggs and ham too, G. Fuck, yeah, I got this. And bop, 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 you know? And you could have shut me up. So yeah. it was actually the rapping thing that, 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 um, encourage me to want to read, you know, because I was like, fuck, if that raps, bro, I can smash all of these. And, you know, that helped me get over that reading, um, that buzz. So um, getting into adulthood, you know, obviously I read with intent, but a little bit more more things that interested me. Um, probably the only book, or the first book, and probably the only book I read thoroughly from front to back was uh, a book that was given to me by my sister. Um, it was called Taki Timu. And um, I didn't really know too much about it. That's our waka. Um, I read it about three times before it started connecting with me. You know, it's a bit of a novel, but it was just a lot of Maori words. And uh, I was always like, fuck, I don't really know what that means. I don't know what that means. But I keep reading it, keep reading it. And then I started figuring out the context and why they were using these particular words in certain places. And I think something happened for me, bro. I think something happened for me, like, even as an orator, as a writer, I, I was understanding how they were putting in certain words in certain places. So when you hear my rhymes, you know, it feels like it's supposed to go there. You know, it feels like, oh, yeah, I didn't really think that that was a Maori word, but it is. And it's, if you're thinking technical, they're all multied up too with the English words mm. and some, and some, but the story doesn't waver. It's like something I've learned from actually reading that book, bro. Um, would I gift that to someone? Yeah, definitely. I would gift that to them um, as an adult, um, even as a kid, because I know that it took me a while to engage what was happening in that book. And I think it really done something for me that I'm only starting to realize now. Um, yeah, but at the start, yeah, bro, Dr. Zeus kills anything from Dr. Yeah. Zeus. <laughs> the, meanest, the meanest MC in the primary school library. Um, <laughs> bro, just while we're on books, and just because it's here on my desk. Um, have you read that or seen that? I just lifted up the book, Te Kai A Te Rangatira. You can't see it, obviously, but Tipine could. Oh, wow. Carl, I haven't seen that. Bro, me. Team wow. Bro, it's me. So do you know the um, the Tuia group? Yep. Like the, um, yeah, the leadership. So they... A group from there, um, Marcus Akuhata Brown mm. and a few other, um, a few other crew put it to, put it together. So it's it's a hundred interviews um, from Nangatira Māori around the Motu, um, wow. and they and they like the two year kopapa is all is is obviously Nangatahi driven, and so they 
Taragata, he took these these interviews home and and um, I was actually just talking to a couple of them today about it. They their, their process was like each had an interview that they took and mm. they would read it and then they'd come back and wananga about the their key kind of takeouts and those are the bits that that they would condense into the, the pages. Yeah, um, but bro, it's, it's mean and it's it's choice because some of it is in Te Reo Maori and some is in, in um, Te Reo Pakia, but. Rain. Uh, especially for me, as I'm as I'm learning the real, it's it's primo because I'm like at the point where I can, like it takes me a, a, a way too long, but mm. I can read through a whole a whole page and, and digest it, and um, and I'm also learning bits of real here and there through the process. But Massive. yeah, bro, the matauranga in there is 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 mean. Um, yeah, real real choice. Food for thought, um, brother. Mean. Oh, I'll I'll read yeah, it after brother. you. Yeah, yeah, bro. It's, uh, I don't know how much postage will be, but uh. I'll send, send oh, that, that looks pretty heavy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it is heavy. I might have to just roll through when um, I come through Ōtaki. Yeah, sweet. Um, bro, what would you tell uh, 16-year-old Tipini? I would tell him, always be yourself, because you could be somebody um, I could call on if I needed help. Um, I would say, um, you could be remembered as a po. Holding up the fire, you could shout to all the fire. Um, I would say, um, learn about who you come from. That's a long line of chiefs who were born by the seasons of warm island breezes, shores and the seas. That's Aotearoa where we saw energy. I would say, um, look after your mum. I would say. Listen, even if it pisses you off. Mm. I would say, um, I would say it's better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Because mm. um, you'll never get anything done. Just mm. do it. Um, I would also say, um, you're beautiful. Did you know that? Did you know you're cool? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I would say things like that, bro. You know, and I could go on. Mm. I'm probably going to write a song about that now. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I would say things along those lines because I was a little bit of a um, overthinker as a young fella. Um, mm. I knew that I was. Um, oh, my dad used to call me observant. You know, mm. and then wonder. You know, it seemed like I, I, I was this huge high achiever. I uh, came out of nowhere and, and, and done all these awesome things. Uh, but I was there the whole time. I was just watching, you know. Mm. I was just watching and going, yo, hey, doing that. Mm. All that shit. Mm-hmm. No way, you know. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm 13 siblings, bro, and I'm in the middle. So I got mm. to see a few things before I was like, yeah, definitely not leaving school at 14. Shit. Mm. Definitely not getting anyone pregnant before I'm 20. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely not jumping in the Mongol mob. Yeah. Mm. No, nah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, I was fortunate in a lot of ways, but I, I would just I would just say, you know, um, be yourself, you know, do do what you're doing anyway um, because, you know, it, it's all going to make sense. Mm. Kia ora. Now, Brad, the next question is meant to be the overall wrap-up, and you might have just done that already, but um, 
if you could insert one one or one thought into the mind of everybody in Aotearoa, what would it be? Learn about who you come from. Because oh. it'll teach you about yourself. Oh. Kia ora. You know, um, where you come from, yeah. But who you come from. Mm. Because just because you're in a place, it doesn't mean you're from there. You know, that's going, you know, mm. my mum my and dad were whangai, you know. Um, we knew who the family was, though, and we knew that. But the whangai, you know, we couldn't go too much off of that because it's not a genetic thing. It's definitely, it's just the aroha thing. You know, you've mm. got to understand why you're all six feet tall. you got to understand mm. why you're all physically strong and, you know, and on this side of your full of meatheads and, you know, like you got to understand these things, you know. Because it helps mm. you navigate. Because I reckon that's what we all are, bro. We're all navigators. We have to. Because this world is, bro, you know, it don't wait for you. It don't, you know what I mean? You have to find your way through it. Mm. So um, mm. you know how to navigate when you know what your strengths are and and what to be careful of, you know? Mm. Yeah. Learn about who you mm. come from. Yeah. Kilda. Mean bro, well thank you for for a mean wananga, a mean kōrero. Um Like I said, thank you for probably provoking me to uh, to get the pop filter out again. Good, finish hey, off some wayata. Just saying, bro. Just saying, I saw that in a video of yours about fifteen years ago, maybe, and Tyna was in your room. That mic stand. That that SE filter. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I saw that, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. And I bought bro. one. It's right there. You know, I've I bought one based on your video, so you know, I was like, "What is that thing?" I remember zooming in, and I just saw SE, and I was like, "What is SE?" Yeah, I need one of those things, and I, I've had it for both ten plus years. So thank you for that, bro. Bro, it's me, mate. Well, I did all my albums off it, including Heritage Trail. Yeah, me. Yeah, so you know, but, yeah, it's it's um, it's the test of time that uh, that little that little. Portable booth. It's a heavy mofo. <laughs> oh, nah, but me, bro. Thank mm. you for thank you for the corridor and and for all of the taonga. And again, bro, thank you for the album. Um, and for being a for being a role model. I mean, this this whole this whole cope upper of our of this podcast is about um, you know, if nothing else, just reminding reminding our people that there are um others like us, others like uh like you out there doing things that they love. Um, and that that's what success is. So, um, Definitely. music accolades, uh, you know, ability to pay your mortgage, all of that stuff aside, bro. It's just mm. for me, the, the important thing is reminding our, our people that, that you can find, uh, ways to spend the, the minutes and the hours, uh, doing stuff that you love because those minutes and those hours add up to mm. the days, and those days add up to your life, right? And at the end of those, uh, at the end of that big one, like you don't want to be there going, ah, oh, shit, I wish I, wish I tried to find a way to do something that I love because mm-hmm. uh, now, now it's, I don't have any time to do that now. It's over. I'm in, I'm in bed and the doctors told me I might have a week to go. Or yeah, bro. Um, yeah, there so thank is, you brother. for being Thank Kill you for, my for, for reminding our people.
Well, that's us here, Tefano. Uh, thanks for stopping by, and we hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Paperback Gorillas as much as we enjoyed having the kōrero. Uh, most importantly, we hope there was something in there for you of value uh, to put into your kete and take away. Uh, don't forget to hit subscribe on your podcast app or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash paperbackgorillas. Uh, and check out paperbackgorillas.co.nz uh, for videos and news about upcoming episodes. And while you're here, just another plug, patreon.com slash paperbackgorillas. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash paperback gorillas uh show us some love totoko uh some support uh, and help us keep the lights on and help keep the podcast ad free kia ora.